You are listening to the Stronger Together Experience. My name is Dr. Matthew X. Joseph, and my goal is to meet with educators across the globe and learn from them, learn with them, because I believe being stronger together allows us to collaborate and support one another's growth. So join me in this episode and all episode to learn stories from educators in the field sharing their experiences to help us grow and become stronger together. Remember, when we work collaboratively, we take our story and make our path and journey one to learn from. So as we move through this and listen to our stories, remember, we over me will make us stronger together. And here we go. I'm extremely excited to kick off tonight and, and really talking about FETC and seeing actually some of the pictures scroll through. It just, you know, we're less than a week away. I'm flying out next uh, next Sunday. I'll be there and actually podcasting that night with Brett uh, Schlackas from Australia, which is extremely exciting. But seeing those photos and actually having a chance to talk to our guests who I just literally met for the first time today. And so I won't even say in person because we weren't in person. We were over um, Zoomers or StreamYard is it, it really states how this field feels connected when you've ever never met people and you feel like you know somebody and you feel like you learn from people and you feel like you grow from them and sometimes not even in the same zip code. And even though I'm a Miami Dolphin fan and they lost and she's a Kansas City Chief fan and they didn't even play. We're going to welcome her in anyways to hear all the great things that she is doing and bringing down to New Orleans and all the work she's doing in the field. So Tara Martin, welcome to the Stronger Together podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I know I feel like I feel like I have met you before in person. Right. It feels like that way. Like when you connect with folks, we've chatted, DM'd, you know, we talk about everything from, from work to working out and, and we've never, that was, we're really just, I think the first time we've talked to each other. Uh, in person, in some, in some yeah, capacity. I think you're right. We're just always cheering each other on um, for fitness and stuff through social media. So I feel like we do get a chat e- periodically through that. Right. So we're football. definitely going to have to get a chance to meet in the next week. For sure. It's going to be so fun. For sure. So for those out there who don't know your work or don't know your influence, um, just give us a little background on Tara Martin, your journey into education and what you're doing now. Yeah. So Basically, um, 
Do, <laughs> we'll start from the beginning. Go. I started out teaching elementary. I moved into a role of instructional coaching where I had the opportunity to do some instructional coaching, not only um, with the elementary schools, but also middle school. And then later moved into administration where I got to work with educators from all grade levels, K through 12 at the district level office. And we started a coaching program, an instructional coaching program from the ground up. So I got to be a part of that. And coaching in general is something I'm just super passionate about. I recently um, took on coaching CrossFit one day a week (laughs) in the mornings and got certified to do that. And it definitely fuels my passion, no matter what the content is, just helping people grow from point A and get to point B. Um, I currently work for Daper Just Consulting, where I get the opportunity to coach authors. And so it's a wow. lot of fun. I work a lot with them on the writing process, uh, the beginning stages of their book. And then also, I uh, also helping them to launch their book out into the world, creating graphics, doing some graphic designing, and um, all the little stuff in between where we are creating avenues for them to be able to share their message and promote it out into the world. So I just, I'm, I'm a super lucky girl. I love all the roles I get to do. I also get to travel around and talk to teachers and students all over. So yeah, everything I do, I feel like all of my background and all of my different roles in education have set me up to do the wonderful work that I get the opportunity to do right now. And I'm just forever grateful for all the mentors and the people in my life that have provided that opportunities for me. That is awesome. And it, it seems like you're bringing both the, the skills in the education side to the fitness side and the fitness side with the, the rigor and drive and the consistency into the education side. And all of that is encompassed into the, the coaching mindset. And for those individuals looking, because I know a lot of individuals are educators in the classroom and are looking to move into a coaching role, what is something you would share to them on how to make that kind of transition from being a classroom educator to coaching either in a singular building, in a district, or in your case, nationally? Yeah. So basically, there's so there's so many ways to make this happen. But one of my most favorite things to teach educators or to share with educators, if they are in the classroom, they're wanting to move into a coaching role is learning to ask great questions. You know, you don't have to be the expert at all the content. That was one of the things I was super nervous about, especially when I began coaching like secondary teachers and I had most of my experience in elementary. I was like, man, I don't know, like all the physics stuff. Like, I don't know. How can I possibly coach a teacher (laughs) that knows this content so well? But um, through all my training, I was trained through Bruce Wellman, Laura Lipton, Jillian. I was trained through Jim Knight. I had multiple different avenues of coaching training and made a kind of a Heinz 57 mixture. Oh, wow. Okay me based off of all the training. And that's how we built that coaching program I was telling you about. And what we really focused on is entering a conversation with humble inquiry. So truly asking a question where you don't know the answer, you don't already preconceived what they're going to say. You're honestly checking in like, 
how, how did you feel about the lesson? How did you feel about this? What's on your mind? Like something super open and then going from there, from where they are. So what I said earlier, taking someone from point A, where their current reality is and moving them to where they want to be, helping them to navigate their way, build, build pathways, build exits, if you will, on this busy highway that gets them to the place where they want to go. And I think that's the key, like really great questioning and getting into that brainstorming and active listening. Those are the pieces that really make a good coach. I don't care what the content is. (laughs) That's really what helps. And moving like even now with athletes, it's the same way being able to see the error, but also checking in with them. What, how did that feel? Like, how did that lift feel? And letting them tell you, because a lot of times what they think was wrong, it's not even wrong. Like it's, that was good. (laughs) Like, let's focus on this, you know, and reminding them, especially people that are super critical of themselves of all the great things that they're doing. No. And I think that's important as we build that confidence and we build individuals up and and taking them from where they are to where they want to get to. And and, and I see the work that you're doing and hear you talk about. And I think um, it's, it's really amazing. And, And the other thing I, really appreciate that you do one of many things is you are really authentic and you share (laughs) what you're doing how you get there and not just what the how and the pathway and I think a lot of that and I'd love to hear a little bit about your book (laughs) be real educate from the heart where did that come from and kind of for those who haven't had a chance to read it or pick it up what would they take away from it for sure so be real real is an acronym it's being relatable exposing vulnerability approachable and learning through life. And, you know, Matt, after I thought about all the mentors and the influential beings that I had the opportunity to have in my life when I was younger, I started to think what made them so different? Like, why do I hold on to like the encouragement that they gave me? And it really kind of backed all the way back to my second grade teacher. I'm just going to take a second to tell you about Go, this important Um, stuff. You're being real. She's, she's my favorite, Mrs. S. Mrs. S just took me in. And, you know, one of the best things about her is she never looked at me as a statistic. And honestly, if we would have done the ACE score back when, I would have had an ACE score of nine out of 10. So the statistics of me potentially um, dropping out of high school, following the path of my family and my siblings and the only thing I'd ever seen, which was addictions, um, abuse and not education, um, <laughs> right. the love of ed- education. That was the path that was set before me. But Mrs. S just took me under her wing every day. She tutored me. I didn't know it was tutoring. I thought I was just getting all these special privileges, but she <laughs> okay. taught me how to read. And I came into her class learning six letters and sounds. And I left her class reading on a second at the end of a second grade level. And one of the things she did the whole while while she was teaching me, like, I can't remember strategies or anything like that. I just remember her encouraging me to learn through life and how my current circumstances didn't determine my future. And I didn't understand all the words she said to me, but I knew this woman believed in me more than I could, I'd ever had anyone believe in me and it changed me. It changed the trajectory of my life. And I know it sounds silly, but her words and her actions and those hugs and the homemade granola bars 
somehow I learned to read that year and I never struggled in school again. And so I was like, what was it about Mrs. S and not just her, like all the coaches and mentors in my life along the path that kept me going, that kept me moving forward and changing literally just about face and doing something totally different than what I'd ever been, I'd ever seen. It was all of them were so real. They were always relatable. They exposed vulnerability. They allowed me to expose vulnerability. They were always approachable. The ones that stand out to me, I could walk up to them at any time, eighth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, ninth grade. I could go to Miss S and say, you know what? I'm struggling. Like I need some help. And I could walk over to that elementary school and she was going to be there for me. That's like, that's the way these teachers and coaches were. They never made it feel scary. And the last thing, L, they taught me that, yeah, we don't get to choose the life that sometimes we are given, but we, we do get to choose how we approach it moving forward. We can use it as a learning lesson or we can take it and let it just drag us down and let us follow a path that we know is doomed for un unsuccess. It's going to be unsuccessful. It's going to be hurtful. It's going to be painful or we can change. We can do something different. And I, they never told me that, but I just came to that reality. Like, I want to be real. Like, I want to be real for the people that are in my realm of influence. And I want everyone around me to feel comfortable to be real too. And to bring all of that, no matter if I'm in a learning setting or I'm just in life or I'm at the gym, I want everyone to feel like you could just be your real self. And that's perfect. Not only is it good enough, it's perfect. Right. And I think it models for others who are often worried about taking that first step. And how do I start? And how do mm -hmm. I just get moving? And to see people who are authentic and real. And not only do you carry it over in your book, you also talk about it in, in your fitness. Be <laughs> real. Keeping the same thing and, and sharing your journey. And, you know, how have you seen others take that mindset of staying real, not just in the classroom, but in other hobbies, yours, you know, you share your fitness goals and, and, and work. And how have you seen that grow outside of the classroom or outside of the field? I, I feel like it, it's so beneficial. Like a lot of times I hear people like want to start a different account for this or that, because this is professional and this is personal. And I get it. I mean, that works for some people, but for me, I'm like, no, I just want them to see all of me. Like, right. this is all of, this is all of this mess. So like, <laughs> take it or leave it. Like, but this is what you get. But I love doing that with kids too, like in my classroom or with the authors that I get the opportunity to serve, sharing all the things, you know, I'm sharing my fitness. I'm sharing my learning through the process of building a, right. We just built an online campus. Mm -hmm. And they're getting to hear about it. They're going to see about it, like all the things. When I was working with students, I let them see like me building a blog from the back end. I'm like, guys, this is no joke. Putting stuff out there, getting comments, you know, getting right. comments on the YouTube videos or all these things. And I'm like, how do I handle this? You know, I love them seeing me learn through the messiness of the process because that's what they're going to have to do. And seeing an adult go through it or seeing a colleague go through it, a friend go through it. It's so nice because you're like, okay, if they did it, I could do it. And we've had so many, like, this is not a pitch for CrossFit, but we've had so many authors join CrossFit. <laughs> Dave is here. He can he win. Is here. He found us. That's good it's stuff. so funny because, um, 
they just watch the videos or, or lately we've, I've been running, um, ran a half marathon last year with Dave and, uh, and then just showing that journey of learning how to run uh, longer distances. And people are like, Oh man, if she's doing that, I want to try it. You know? And I think sharing our journey and the messiness of it is so great for others to see that and, and join in. Yeah. And I, and I, that was definitely um, a, a course for me early in my, my career. When I went from being a teacher to a principal, I played the part. I played the part of a principal because I thought this is how I needed to behave. I needed to have a briefcase. I need to have a suit. And I just, I wasn't comfortable. And it definitely um, came out in my kind of performance because I felt like I was playing a part. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. as I got older and was like, okay, this is just who I am. When you see me for, um, at an event, I'm going to be funny and, and have a hat on and with a backpack. Like, I just don't care. Tom Murray jokes with me all the time. Like, you, you brought him up early. Like, hey, Dora the Explorer's here. Like, I just don't care. Like, because I think once you are authentic and, and show who you are, it actually lets more people in. And trying to play the part of the leader, I wasn't. It wasn't until I was like, well, here's some flaws, too. And I think that that, that was important. And one of the things, so we talked about your um, leadership book and talked about some of the fitness pieces, but you also span the work of children's books. Yeah. And for those, I just like to do a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. And I think for those out there who know you more for the Be Real book and the keynoting, share a little bit about what this book is about and um, what that can take for schools to get involved. For sure. Cannonball Inn uh, was written because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it came from a super abusive, um, not pleasant home life. And as with anything, there's always a diamond in the rough, right? There's always moments that you can take and you're like, ooh, that was a good moment. And mm -hmm. I had this really good moment in my life that I wanted to capture and turn it into a picture book. I just had this <laughs> dream and I wanted to do it. And Dave believed in me enough to do it. And I'm so grateful for that. But it's where it came from. And what happened was my father, who was raising me at the time, not biological, and you could tell by the pictures, <laughs> like, but he was teaching me how to swim. And I learned to swim very well in the shallow end, but I really wanted to join the jumpers. I wanted to be a cannonballer just like right. him. I wanted to make water escape the pool. That was my goal. And I was always afraid. I was just a little tiny twig of a girl. And we only got to go to the city pool like twice in a summer, maybe once or twice because it cost money. And mm -hmm. so if I didn't get up the courage in those times that I had to wait the whole year to try it again. And so this year, this year when I wrote the book, what the setting is uh, based out of, I finally got up the courage. It goes through the whole emotions. Like the book goes through her inter her inner mm -hmm. fear, her fear of critics of the people in line. And then the dabblers later, I'll tell you about them. And then finally just getting around to doing the jump. But finally she does, it. she jumps. She does the cannonball and um, feels like a rock star, right? And then she gets to the bottom of the pool and she realizes, oh my goodness, I really can't touch here. My right. It's going to explode. But she swims to the top, makes it to the top, Phil looks back at her ripples and is like, I freaking did that. Like she's feeling good. And as soon as she passes the dabblers, 
The dabblers are the beautiful girl sitting on the sideline, perfect makeup, not wet, oh, geez. not jumping, just judging everyone, you know, those people. And this happens in education. This happens in life. When in, Whenever you try something amazing, I'm just jumping ahead of myself, and you give it your all and you feel confident. Maybe it didn't make water splash out of the pool like my dad. I wasn't, I didn't even weigh that much. Yeah, I was going to say, I, that'd be hard to do. But the point is, I did move water and I did some, I tried something new and I was successful at it. But still, the dabblers have all those judgments, the people on the sidelines that are not doing what you're doing, these innovative practices, whatever you want to throw in there that you're cannonballing in and trying. But somehow we let their words singe our courage. And that's what happens in the book. She heads back to the shallow end. She's like, forget it. I can't do that. You know, she talks to her dad. And one of the things that my dad, like it's based off a true story. So one piece of advice that he gave me that I wanted this nugget to live on forever. He said two things. One, what do the dabblers know if they're not jumping? Like, do we even know if they can cannonball? We don't even know. No experience. Yep. So why are we listening to them? And I love that because if you're not going to take advice from people, then why would you take criticism from them, right? And then the second thing that he told me that has stuck with me for the rest of my life, and I'm still doing it. He said, Tara, you were not born to sit on the sidelines and watch the jumpers. You were born to jump. And so something within me that day was like, I'm going back to the diving board and I'm going to do this again. Forget all the people that are doubting me. Forget all the people that are judging me. That was fun. And I don't want to miss out on the fun. But in life, I've chosen to do the same thing. Am I still scared? Do I still have critics? Do I still have haters? Most definitely. But I was not born to sit around and watch all the other people do great things I was born to jump and I encourage kids and anybody I have the opportunity to tell the story to that you also were not born to sit around and watch everyone. You were born to jump. And so don't let fear of your, your own critic, don't let outer fear people around you scaring you or any other thing hindering, hinder you from doing that thing because we, I love the book because it comes full circle. And as soon as she finally decides to go back to the diving board, take another jump, these little kids swim up to the shallow end of the pool and they said, Hey, we just wanted to let you know that was the best cannonball ever. That's and wonderful. she's like, me, the best cannonball ever. What are you talking about? Like, did you hear what they said? And they were like, they had the same fears as her. They had the same things, uh, worries and all the things, you know, that was hindering sure. them from trying this thing. And she's like, but you know how to swim? And they're like, fish in the sea. And she <laughs> says, take my hand. I'll go with you. Today's your day to Cannonball Inn. And I think that's what you were saying earlier, you know, sharing our journey, our real journey for people to see so that when they, when they see you do it, they're encouraged. There's people out there that are very encouraged by what you do. So share it. Why not? And then what's the worst thing that can happen? What you have some dabblers around. Right. Don't and they're worry. always going to be there. So always. if you let them kind of dictate what you do, then you're not going to make that effort. And, and listening to you talk about Cannonball Inn, 
it's like I'm watching your Instagram or Facebook or Twitter feed come to life. It's seeing how you are carrying yourself and walking in your purpose through these stories and how things have shaped you throughout um, your career in, in moving up. And now we're all fortunate that you are sharing those both nationally. And next week, you're going to be sharing those at FETC. So if you want to hear more of the work um, from what Tara is doing, she is going to be at FETC. Here are her two sessions. I'm going to leave that up for a minute. If you haven't had a chance to, to check her out, she'll be there. It looks like Wednesday is going to be incredibly busy, but you're going to be there throughout the week. So if you want a chance to ha get your hands on Be Real or get your hands on Cannonball in, um, make sure to check her out. It's Wednesdays, the Meet the Author at 10 15 and then she'll be doing a, a session a workshop from two to four so for all of those individuals flipping through well there's no catalog or category they're online flipping scrolling through the agenda and on wednesday they see your session what are individuals going to be walking away with Perfect. I, I think for my sessions, especially the BookSnap session, um, it's all about creating a digital visual representation of learning. So it's more, this strategy is so cool. It's something that I founded back in 2016. I'm always surprised that some people still don't know what they are, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I'm one little girl in Kansas. Like how could everybody know? But um it's a great little strategy that you can use with any picture app. It could be Google Slides, Adobe, like everything, Canva, Snapchat, anything, Instagram, anything, any picture app, even just the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And being able to take a snap of whatever learning you're doing. So it's called Book Snaps because it was originally created for a comprehension strategy for reading, but we use it with all subjects, math snaps, science snaps, poetry snaps, culinary, and we have food snaps. We have all the snaps. And the greatest thing about the strategy is once you take it and allow it to be shared with an authentic audience. So first of all, you're allowing the student connect to connect with the content manipulate the content digitally, anchor the knowledge. And then once they're able to share it with an authentic audience, they also get to see what other people are thinking about the same content. So in a way, you are able to peek into the minds of all your students by looking at their snaps and they are able to peek in the minds of each other and build empathy and build a culture of belonging by looking at each other's way of thinking about the content. It is a beautiful strategy. I, You will not only hear the why behind it and the science sure. behind it real briefly, you'll get to create one. We'll share it out to the FETC Twitter sphere and you'll get to get some real authentic feedback on what other people are thinking about what you're reading. So it'll, it's a lot of fun. It's a very engaging workshop. I... I love teaching this one and I can't wait to see all of you out there. Oh, wonderful. And, and, you know, Tara was mentioning multiple platforms that she was on the link that I now put down below the TaraMMartin.com slash links will take you to all of her, her content, her keynote topics her books, uh, the podcast, many things on there, Instagram, make sure to check it out, follow her. I could talk to you for, for hours because you just take all of this in. Um, and fortunate enough to get a chance to uh, anyone going to New Orleans to to get a chance to see you. And you're going to be there a while, not only doing 
your own work, but promoting uh, the Dave Burgess Consulting Team. So it's incredibly great. Make sure to see her if you don't, um, if you haven't had a chance to head down there. But before you leave, I just wanted to ask you the last question that I try to ask each and every person and hearing from you and hearing about little Tara jumping in and seeing the work that you do, not only for yourself, but for your team. Um, I see you live this each and every day, not only in the education realm and the fitness realm and the family realm uh, at, you know, at the, at the stadium in Kansas City, everywhere. <laughs> what, what does Stronger Together mean to you? Stronger Together means to me that individually, we can only do so much. We can do a lot. And we have a lot of power individually. And I love that. And I love encouraging people to dig within and to find within their strengths. But when we are able to build together, when we are able to combine strengths, so there are some things that I'm very good at, but there are some holes, you know, that it's a struggle for me. But when I'm able to, for example, build a team and sure. fill those holes with people that are not T, okay, we don't need a lot of T Martins. We need a lot of everyone bringing their real individual talents, strengths, past experiences, all of that to the table. And that's what I was talking about earlier, when I'm able to be real, and then everyone within my realm of influence is able to be real. What a beautiful cannonball, if you will. There you go, that jumping in, right? Everyone gets to jump in with all of their strengths, talents, and past experiences and learning experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all welcome here. And when we put that together, that's a force that cannot be reckoned with. It is, it's a beautiful thing. And I wish our world would embrace that more because truly we are stronger together. And if we could just be real, I think everyone, if everyone could be real, I think we would make the biggest splash ever. <laughs> oh, well, that, that is wonderful. It has been amazing to hear from you and even just been 30 minutes. If you got two hours on Wednesday, the 25th, stop <laughs> into room 351 and you get two hours of this goodness and, and being real and hearing and taking away. And I think for me, that's always something that impresses me is it's all practical, all can be put into place the next day. And it is so authentic that I just truly appreciate it. So, so Tara, thank you so much for, for stopping on today. I look forward to meeting you in person in, in less than a week. And for all of our viewers and listeners um, out there, make sure to check out the audio podcast of this. You can listen to it on the plane right down as well. Um, so thank you so much for, for stopping in and look forward to meeting you in person. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And for all of our listeners and viewers, continue to tune in all week and at the event where we have another 30-something individuals sharing their great work and their journey. And we are stronger together when we put we over me. Thanks, Tara. Look forward to meeting. Thank you. It is such a pleasure and honor to learn from educators around the globe. Make sure to continue to tune in to our audio podcast and check out our video podcast by visiting xfactor.link experience. 
I would love to hear your story and share with other educators around the globe.